You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery, or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. And so this week, we're, we're on to uh, the week of peace. And we've been talking about that, and, and that's been my prayer all morning. That, that myself and you uh, would be able to take the burdens that we've been carrying and just give them to God this morning. And be able to embrace his peace. That we would be able to do what I hope we'll see Joseph be able to do and Mary. And, and that we would be able to embrace the peace that comes from Jesus, the peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. I was sharing with Sarah as we've been doing this Advent uh, series a couple weeks ago. It was on hope. And it was just a hard week in our home of it seemed like a lack of hope, right? That there was medical diagnosis and, and things going on and things breaking in the house and, and our toilet's leaking for some reason. I'm not handy and I don't know how to fix it. So I was like, well, let's just wait it out. Maybe it'll fix itself. And, and so uh, it's just this week of just burdens. And then I begin to study on hope. And so then this week, uh, it's been a week, it's been a, a hard week, just stressful, you know, the holiday seasons and kids and, and all that, and, and I come in to work and begin to study on peace. <laughs> and I realize, man, this idea of Advent, of hope and love and joy and peace, I need this, and, and maybe you need this. And, and then also realize, it's not those concepts that I need. It's Jesus. Jesus that came down. Mankind needs this. So this week we're looking at, uh, at peace and, and this peace that, that transcends, this peace that comes from the Holy Spirit, this peace that comes upon Joseph. And, and we get a first glimpse of Joseph uh, with, with the very first uh, announcement that Jesus is coming, that it's going to be a boy uh, to, to Joseph, the first announcement that he hears. And, and I was looking up, there's, you know, baby reveals, and there's baby reveal fails, right, on YouTube. And, and we were thinking about showing some, but there's one where, like, the, the husband has, this, or the wife is holding on to a balloon, and he's supposed to poke it, and it would explode, a pink or blue powder, right? And it's full of helium, so that way it's hanging... And the wife accidentally lets go, and there goes the balloon. And no one knew the answer, so, so like the, the gender reveal is just gone. No one knows. And there's one where his little boy cut into a cake, and it was supposed to be blue or green. It's, it's the sibling, and he cuts it open and finds out it's, it's blue. He's having a little brother, and he just goes irate and just picks up the cake and throws it across the room. And so uh, it, there's time of gender reveals, and long before sonograms and ways that we could do that, and back in the time, they didn't know. If you're having a boy or a girl. But Joseph did. We, we see the first gender reveal uh, in, in the Bible here we have in Matthew chapter 1. Uh, God tells Joseph, this verse, chapter 1, verse 20, 21. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Man, can you imagine what Joseph is going through? He's found out from Mary that she's pregnant. And she gives him this insane story, right? They're, they're engaged, and they haven't had any physical relations yet, and yet she's pregnant. And she comes to him and says, I got to tell you something. I don't know how to share this, but I'm pregnant, and, but, but let me tell you how it happened. It's not what you think, Joseph. And, and she tells him the story about God coming and the Holy Spirit and, and, and that she's found with child. And Can you imagine if you're Joseph when you hear this? Man, 
You'd be questioning, you'd be doubting. Mary, there's no way. You're telling me God spoke to you? He hasn't spoke to anybody in 500 years. This is the story you're going with? And so he's been struggling with this, and he's struggling with the thought that, and the rumors that are about to come, and, and he's been working through all this when God comes to him in a, in a, in a dream to bring him peace. Mary, Joseph finds out that Mary's pregnant, and so you have all the, the, the struggles with how did she get pregnant in the first place, but then the struggles of what if I stay married to Mary? What if we go through with this marriage and, and I have to raise the child? And you have all those questions that are flowing through his mind, this fear and anxiety of, of every father of what's it going to be like? Is he going to look like me? Is he going to sound like me? Is he going to act like me? Is he going to walk like me? Is he, going to be, is he going to be a lefty or a righty? And, and if he's a lefty, then we need to get him in baseball and he'll make a lot of money. And, and so you have all these thoughts. Those are at least the thoughts I had. And, and you think if, if they're going to be tall, that would be great because we don't utilize the top of our cabinets right now. And so all his toys could be up there. You know, I had all these thoughts going through my mind. And so you're, you're processing the simple, normal things that a dad would have. But on top of that, this is supposed to be the Messiah, <laughs> the Son of God. Imagine the fear Joseph has, the anxiety, the struggles that he's having as he works through all of this. We see this passage at the manger scene. And we looked at it a week ago when we were looking at Mary, that this passage where the shepherds have come and they've heard from an angel and they've been directed to the manger and there they are with Mary. And I want you to think about Joseph as we read this. Luke chapter 2, verse 16 through 20. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told to them. We see that Mary pondered these things in her heart, that Mary treasured the comments and, and was there receiving what the shepherds had shared about the angel. But what about Joseph? I, I don't want to put words in where the Bible doesn't, but you kind of wonder, what, where was Joseph in this? You can picture a new dad maybe, maybe sitting there with beaming, holding this boy, and the shepherds are telling the story or... Or I also can see Joseph seeing the shepherds come and knows that Mary's in safe hands. I'm going to go get her something to eat. I need to get her some nutrition. She's going to be feeding my baby boy. I need to get her something to eat. And, and he wants to take care of his new family. And so he leaves and goes to try to find food in the middle of the night for his wife and, and new baby. Maybe he was just overwhelmed and stepped outside for a second. But I could kind of picture him doing, putting Jesus in Mary's arms, stepping outside, listening to the shepherds, but then slowly drifting off and just praying to God. Lord, now what? This is your Messiah in a manger. Now what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to fulfill your plan? I don't know even the steps on where we're going to go from here. How am I supposed to do this? Lord, give me peace. So we have Joseph. 
the first time we're introduced to Joseph is, is like I said, at that, at that dream. God comes and speaks to him uh, through, to an angel through a dream, and where Mary was able to interact with the angel, she was able to ask questions. Joseph doesn't have that privilege. He just has the facts just told to him. And, uh, what, what has happened, what has transpired with Mary, and, and what are the next couple steps that God has in store for God's grand plan that Joseph gets to be part of. And so we have this story in the book of Matthew. The first chapter is, is when we see this, this interaction of Joseph and, and the angel. Verse 18 and 19. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. We don't know a lot about Joseph all throughout Jesus' life. We don't find out much more about him, but we can pick up a few things here. That Joseph was a good man. He was a just man. You wouldn't imagine that God would have sent his son, Emmanuel, God with us, to, to a man that wasn't going to raise him well. We often see that God sent Jesus to Mary, but he sent Mary, Jesus to Mary and Joseph. That this would be the man that he would want to raise his, God's son to learn how to, to be a carpenter. To learn how to bring your chin up when you scratch your knee. To learn how to be a man, to learn how to, to care for Mary, to, to learn all these things that fathers need to teach their sons. That was Joseph's role. We know that Joseph was a good man because God chose Jesus to come and be under the watchful eye of Joseph. We also know that he's a good man because it says he was faithful to the law. That he was willing to care for Mary and love on her enough that he was going to divorce her quietly. And just let her kind of go off to the side and have this baby and not draw attention to, to her claims. And not draw attention to the fact that they hadn't had relations. But, but to care for her. And so we have this glimpse of Joseph. He's pretty good guy in a hard situation. So the passage continues, verse 20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is speaking to Joseph and, and giving him the advice, giving him the facts, and here's what's going to happen. And he's allowing Joseph in on a little bit of God's plan. It's a neat thing to think that God has this grand plan to save the world. And Joseph gets to be a little piece of that. Joseph gets to be part of not just Joseph's story, but God's story. And I think about that, and I think about us, that we get that opportunity. That God has a plan and a purpose for each one of you, for myself, for each one of us. That we get to be part of that story. And it's often easy for us to overlook that, to not think that we have a purpose, to not think that God has a plan and a big plan, and that we get to be a little piece of that. And to think, ah, oh, God doesn't need me. God's not going to use me. Imagine if that's what Joseph thought. 
But no, God comes to Joseph in this prayer, in this dream, and gives him a little glimpse of the plan. And I'm sure he had all these emotions going on. We even know that he was fearful because it's one of the first things the angel says is, do not be afraid. But the angel then tells him, here's the steps in God's plan for you to take your wife. That he can, God confirms Mary's side of the story, that she wasn't unfaithful to Joseph. And, and God gives him some details. It's going to be a boy, and you're going to name him Jesus. Here's how it's going to happen. Here's my big plan, and here's the steps I'm going to let you know about that you're going to be part of. Verse 24 says, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and, he, and gave him the name Jesus. So Joseph had been thinking about leaving her, changes those thoughts. Now commits to raising this boy. Commits to putting up with the grief, the rumors that everyone will be circulating, the comments that they're going to make, that they're pregnant outside of wedlock. And he's willing to, to take on this plan of God. He has a little step in it. But God only reveals a little bit of that, right? And wouldn't it be great if, if God had a plan for us and he would reveal all of it? It would have been awesome if Joseph knew, okay, next you're going to head up headed to Egypt. Then next you're going to bring him back and you're going to raise him and teach him the ways of a carpenter. And then next, here's something you need to teach him. And here's, it would be great if God would give us his grand plans, but he never really does, right? He gives us what we need to know right then. That if you feel like you've been called by God to do something for him, I, I, I don't know about you, but I wish I knew the multi-steps. What, what am I gonna, what's that going to look like a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, next month, next week, tomorrow? Sometimes I don't even know tomorrow. I know what God's given us right now. And for Joseph, the right now was you're going to have a boy, and you're going to name him Jesus. And so now here's Joseph in a manger with a baby He's followed these steps, and, and now it's here, and, and now he's got to be wondering, okay, now what? Now what do I do? What, what's my next step now? God, you have this plan, and you haven't revealed all of it to me, and I'd love for you just to reveal the rest. Now what do I do? And this is where I think peace comes into our story for Joseph, that he would have had to turn to God in prayer and faithfulness to find peace. Romans 5, verse, verse 1 and 2, talks about the peace from God, or talks about the peace with God, that if we're supposed to get peace from God, that as Joseph was longing for, first we have to have peace with God. Romans 5 says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith and into this grace in which we now stand. That we have peace with God first. That if we've accepted him as our savior, if we believe that he is our, our savior, if we believe that Jesus came and died and rose again for the forgiveness of our sins, then we have peace with God. Then we can be justified. Then we can have our sins wiped clean. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're here this morning and you don't have that peace with God, come talk to us afterwards. Spend some time with us. Let me tell you a little more about this Jesus that could bring that peace. 
And so we first have to have this peace with God. And if we have that peace with God, if we've given our life over to him, if we've accepted him, if we've been baptized, if we're walking in line with him, then that's when we get peace from God. Jesus is telling his disciples a, a little bit about this peace. And so he's been with these disciples for three years. And they've seen him do miracles, and they've seen him teach lessons. And, and I got to think that they had great times, just, just the guys, laughing and hanging out with Jesus. And throughout this time, he's taught them, and he's led them, and he's ministered to them. And now he tells them he's going to leave. And we get this in John chapter 14, that he's getting ready to leave, but he tells them about what's to come. All this I've spoken Still while, still while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus himself speaks on God's peace. That he has to leave, which means he's going to die and Raise again and then ascend to heaven. And by doing so, then the Holy Spirit can come down. And we went through the book of Acts, right? And we saw the Holy Spirit come down at Pentecost. And then we see the Holy Spirit all throughout Acts. That as people accepted Jesus Christ, as people uh, accepted them in their heart, as they were baptized, that the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And this is the same Holy Spirit that Jesus is saying that he has is coming to you. That he has is coming to the disciples. That he has is coming to you and me. And the Holy Spirit is peace. Think about that. The peace of Jesus Christ is available to us. It's a pretty powerful thing. Right at this time of year, as we talk about peace, as, as things get crazy in your life, as we talk about the baggage that you might be carrying and, and the anxiousness and the upheaval, there's peace available that Jesus had in the Holy Spirit. I picture that for Joseph. That he had this peace because of he was within God's presence. That he had this peace as he would go and pray. And I picture that manger scene and, and he's holding his baby and, and he has a moment where he wants to go get food. And, and he goes and takes care of his new family. And I got to think at some point he would have just stopped and prayed. And just dwelt in God's presence. And longed for that peace. And imagine what that peace did for their family. Right? That Joseph was able to share with Mary, I believe your story now. Let me tell you about the dream I just had. I got to think he would wake up and, and he goes to Mary's place. He's like, I got, I'm knocking on the door. I got to tell you what just happened this night. I got to tell you about this dream. What God told me. We're going to name him Jesus. This little boy, the little boy, the, you're pregnant. This little boy, we're going to name him Jesus. I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a daddy. I'm scared, but we're going to do this. And Mary, think of the assurance she had that she wasn't crazy when she thought that God had spoke to her because he spoke to Joseph as well. That they were both in tune to what God was speaking. And so well, then when it comes time for him to take his family and flee because there's fear and there's danger for Jesus to be murdered and they flee to Egypt, that Mary was able to have peace, <laughs> that Joseph was in tune to God. And be able to have peace that Joseph is listening to the Lord. Imagine what that would do for the family. As he has the peace of God and he gives this over to his wife and his new son. 
as Joseph was called to be the father of Jesus. I gotta imagine this was overwhelming, <laughs> that manger scene, that he's been called to be the father of the Messiah. Right? I get overwhelmed with little things, like this weekend I had to go to Walmart just to get three things, and I was overwhelmed, right? And he's called to be the father of the Messiah, all right? So this would be very overwhelming, but I also feel this would be a time that he would have found God's peace. And so we talked this morning, and as we had a prayer, and we've said throughout, there's things that probably seem overwhelming in your life right now. This past two weeks, I've been at the hospital several times with people whose family member passed away and with people who just gave birth to a baby. Both are overwhelming. Maybe you find yourself in a situation that seems heavy and hard and know that the peace of God is there. That might seem overwhelming, but know that the peace that Jesus had comes to us in the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't make our task any different. That doesn't make our task change. That Joseph still had to be a father of this child. But it, does, but it was nice to know that God was with him. The Holy Spirit was with him. The Holy Spirit is with you and me. And so that challenge, that task that we are facing, that doctor's diagnosis that you're waiting to hear that, that test that you have at school, that, that situation at work, that struggle at home, that uneasiness. And we can turn to God and find that peace because that Holy Spirit is in us. And so this morning as we come and we look at this Holy Spirit, we have one more song of worship. I just want to encourage us to just dwell in his peace this morning well and for 10 more minutes give it all to him and then I challenge you to let him continue to carry it as we leave here as you go to lunch as you go to work or school the next morning as you go to home or you go to whatever situation that is that is this burden allow Jesus to continue to carry that and embrace that peace and if that looks like tears, cry into Jesus' arms. Because the Holy Spirit comes and, and the Bible calls him a comforter. For those times that we need comforting. If you need wisdom, come to the little counselor, the Holy Spirit. If you just are struggling with something and you need peace, come back to these words that Jesus said, my peace I give to you. The Holy Spirit is there for us. If you'll stand, let me pray over you. Let me pray for this peace for you and for me. God, I, I pray for peace right now. Lord, the peace that embraced Joseph that night. God, I pray for that peace. God, I pray for the peace that Jesus tells the disciples about, that he's going to leave and send the counselor, send the advocate, send the comforter. Send peace through the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray for that. And God, there's people here that need that this morning. Don't let us embrace that. And God, if there's someone here that needs to 
to make things right with you first and have peace with you. Let us help him in that fashion. And God, for those that have peace with you, let us now embrace the priest from you. Embrace the Holy Spirit this morning and give our, lift our burdens, lift our cares to you. And embrace you. In your name.